Peter and Hanley in for Peggy and Dion today. They are usually brought to you by Sinus and Snoring, MD, and Feltco Windows and Signing. So we're glad to uh, be sitting in for Peggy and Dion today. All right, so the Bulls last night, I uh, tuned in early in the game, and it looked like nobody wanted to get dirty under the basket. Uh, it was just, and, and you heard Stacy, right? I, I'm sure you watched a, a good amount of this. I was switching back and forth, Brian, between this. I saw a bit of the Hawks. Then that was enough of that. Then I was well, watching hey, uh, they, the they Padres back, Phillies. You know, you know, I know it's you know, the headline said "Scrappy Hawks find a way to win" or whatever. I mean, and "scrappy" usually means you're not a very good team. Yeah, that's a, that's the best kind of word you could use for a team that's yeah. not great. Yeah. Um, and and speaking of Hawks, so they they eighteen thousand plus showed showed up. The fans, uh, Blackhawks fans, are are apparently at least for the opener, home opener, on board with watching this. Um, and they had a new in-game, you know, video. They're they're trying to to do the in-game experience, upgrade mm-hmm, that, and do mm-hmm. different things. So, you applaud the marketing department for um, for all that. I, I would like to try that bacon gouda dip, which is new on the uh, menu. Yeah, um, I'm I'm up for that. That sounds good to me. Um, the one thing I had I, I, uh, a former a couple former beat guys. Uh, I covered the Hawks for long too too many years, um, and uh, I still have some post traumatic stress disorder from it. Um, those so, are the dark years, Brian. Yeah, the, the dark ages, actually, yes. Um, a former beat guy texted me yesterday and, and had a screenshot of the um, one of the newspaper stories saying they were going to have the red, carp, red carpet uh, ceremony. That I they saw do. that. I saw that. Yeah. Did you see who was on the carpet? No, no, I didn't. Okay, so Adam Burrish, why not? Um, Eddie Belfour, sure. Why yeah. not? Yeah, sure. Eric Daze. Dazer. Da- I told Dodger. you I, play, I was on the ice with Dozer. Yeah. Well, Did I tell you about that? <laughs> no. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So tell me about your. your yeah. Your yeah. I will. I Dozer. will. I I was with a uh, another radio station uh, program director for a station in uh, Naperville area, uh-huh. and uh, we had a uh, a benefit at a uh, hockey rink in Bolingbrook, and it was uh, media stars versus some Hawk alumni. And I was on the ice with uh, Ravi Beshwal of Channel 7. I was mm-hmm. on the ice with, um, oh, Rob. Mm, we used to be an anchor. I forgot his name. It'll come Aldous? to me. No, no. Um, anyway, and we were playing the, uh, and we were playing the alumni, or maybe some alumni were mixed in with us. Anyway, all I know is that I'm on the ice. And I, I can skate, but I can't say I can skate well. It ain't pretty. Sure. But Dozer is on our team. And so is, uh, oh, uh, I'm losing names here. But anyway, Dozer's on our team. And all I remember is him. He's holding the puck and he's saying, Zander, Zander, trying to get me to get over the center line so he could dish a pass to me. And my legs are like rubber. And it's like, I'm trying. I'm trying. It was a lot of fun. He was a great guy. He was a great Look, guy. Look, I, I love Dazer. I mean, he, uh, uh, just a wonderful guy, right? Yeah, but, yeah, you were I but red carpet treatment for yeah, I know that's yeah, and, and, I know, I know. And and for I mean, any of the young fans, Brian, right, for any of the young fans, you know, for us, it's like, oh, that's cool. That you know, that's right in our wheelhouse. But for any of the young fans, the younger crowd they're trying to attract, a Dazer? Ah, who's that? Eric Dazer, I mean, look. He had a season or two in his career, and, he, and I remember, you know, 
what I remember most about Eric Daze were his back issues because he's a big guy yes, and the, he, the back was and walking the, throughout. Giant dude, giant I, dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, I, I don't know during your your time on the ice with him, his back went out on him. But no, uh, no, no. But, and, you know, and he was six six. He looked. I looked. I, I've never been on the ice with an NHL player or a former NHL player until that point. Yeah. But he looked like he could still play. But again. You know, uh, I'm I'm not the I'm not the one to measure that. Dave Mackey was also on the team. Remember Dave? Sure. No. And Dave, uh, yeah. Dave uh, didn't have his bridge in, and he looked okay. scary. And oh and I and I remember I, yeah. him being a fighter, and he was on my team. But I thought I just looked at him and thought, oh boy. You know, when I look I, at I mean, I, when I look at hockey games, say, yeah, I could take that guy. Oh no, no, no! You're on the ice with somebody that doesn't have their bridge in. It looks like they want to rip your head off. Well, Proby, I, I, <laughs> I told you, Proby used to where the TV cameras would be in the in the dressing room, um, and, and they, hey, Proby, you know, go up to Bob Probert, can we get a few minutes with him? He'd say, sure, and he'd turn around, take his bridge off the shelf of his cubicle, and put yeah. pop it in, so he'd have teeth for TV. But Dazer, again, wonderful guy. Uh, I, 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 you know, one. I still remember uh, Tim Sasson, the late great uh, Tim Sasson. Oh, my, you used to read him all the time. He was great. Yeah, um, and, and left us way too soon. But Tim and I were in Edmonton for I think it was a shoot around or a practice, and we walk into the uh, dressing room and Dazer's sitting there, and within a minute or two, he's demanding a trade. He's had enough. And again. You know, that was a story of the day, but God bless him. He was a good player, not a red carpet type player. I mean, you know, his playoff experience, he had he had five playoff goals in 37 games. So anyway, that just a guy texted me yesterday with like Dodgers, uh, a star. Yeah, red carpet. I know. I'm like, yeah, like, we had a chuckle. They're trying. They're trying. Maybe that was just an easy get. But, but he lives in the area. He and his wife live in the area. He's still here. And yeah. Chicago's been his home forever now. So, you know, maybe it was proximity. I don't know. But, you know, look. Good for him. Yeah, I, I'm glad. I'm glad fans showed up. I saw a little bit of the pregame of uh, Boyle yep. and um, um, oh, uh, Darling, which is uh, that's mm-hmm. cool that he's part of the broadcast group. Uh, Shaw was on there and uh, Kaylee Chelios. So, uh, are, is she going by Chelios? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. She's married off. Yeah. And, uh, everything, but. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the pomp and circumstance was there to a degree, as you mentioned. But the big story was, was that the last opening day, opening game at the UC for, for somebody like Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves? And it very well could yeah. be. And and, and Jonathan and that's why Taves even showed up, I would imagine. Yeah, Jonathan Taves talked about, and, and, you know, if you don't take anything for granted, going into the last year of his contract. And I think most certainly it's the last season for... Jonathan Taves, and I think if Patrick Kane gives the green light, it should be the last season yeah. for Patrick Kane. I know you want to still sell tickets, and he's still a great talent, and will be for years to come. But if you're going to try to accelerate this rebuild, you got to maximize your assets, and you can't get anything more than you're going to get for Patrick Kane. So right, and and unfortunately, in other situations where players play their entire career for one team, it's because they have enough around them to be able to do that. We don't have that. No. The fact that Luke Richardson was the only face of this Blackhawks team on the introductory video, which was ready to work because they're, they're going to have to work, right? I mean, they're the scrappy team that's going to surprise some teams, and but it's going to be a job, and it's going to be a rebuilding job, and it's going to look ugly a lot of the times. 
So they didn't, I mean, you can't put Kane and Taves in that video if no. there's a good chance that they're not even going to well, finish could. the season. Well, you could. You just here. have the uh, editor on call. Yeah, there you go. There you yeah, go. You know, you just... anything can be fixed with a couple of sure. uh, keystrokes. <laughs> Get me rewrite, yeah. <laughs> Three one two three three two three seven seven six. If you watched the Bulls game last night, now uh, it, it was a slow start. It was a real slow start. And, and as I mentioned, we heard Stacey King saying, "What are these guys doing?" And did you hear the audio of Kevin McHale on uh, on Twitter on load management this week? No, it's it kind of goes today. to yeah. It it, it kind of uh, I, I know I'm uh, kind of move on, moving all over the place, but this audio was really really great. I saw it on Twitter. You know, there is a different style of play in the NBA. Would you not agree from when Kevin McHale played, which oh, I, I can't yeah, imagine. When, when did he retire? I mean, we're talking early 90s, maybe? It's been a long time. The right? tight shorts were still involved, weren't they? Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, he was a hell of a player for the Celtics, but it's been a long time. So, you know, part of this is, okay, is he an angry old guy? You know, lamenting the way it used to be because the world always changes from generation to generation. Or does he have a point? Let's hear what because, he Because, look, yeah. yeah, I mean, the veteran days off within the season have been around for more than a few years. I remember going to, to see LeBron James at the United Center five, six years ago when he was with Cleveland, whatever it was, seven. And all of a sudden, an hour before the game, he's taking he's having the night off. I mean, so yeah, but that's six years ago. You know, Kevin McHale. Right, right. This is another generation. But then again, is there? Does he kind of have a point? Let's hear what he had to say. This rest stuff just drives me crazy. You're playing basketball for a living, okay? That would. uh, I understand if you're working the coal mine that you may need a rest day after after it. You're playing basketball. The joy that comes with competing in basketball. It's fun to play. I, 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 I never got tired in a game. How can you get tired in a game? You're playing basketball. I, I don't understand this. I, I, I honestly, I, I start thinking I, I must have missed out on something. The eight, the nine to five, the guy's doing before he comes to the game. You know, the, he must be putting in some serious work. Uh, you know, in the mine or doing something. Maybe he's a logger. Maybe he's chopping wood. You got all day to sit on your rear end. This rest stuff drives me nuts. Well, you know what he's he's uh, he's got a little bit of funny in him, but uh, you know does he does he have a point? Yeah, you know in in today's NBA is it uh, is it you know this whole rest thing? And it's not just the NBA, you know it's in baseball too. Load management. I mean, Fred and I used to talk about this. You know where where do you where do you side on this? Um, uh, you know a bit of what he had to say, Brian, for me resonates. But then again, I was watching Kevin McHale play. So I'm sure. old enough to remember that, and the world has changed. So it, is the game harder, and do they actually need that rest, or are pro athletes, you know, uh, being babied compared to what used to be? I mean, let's face yeah. it, sport. Uh, we know Stan Mikita was a salesman off season. I mean, it, it used to be. Hey, Ron uh, Sano used to sell insurance. I that's mean, right. It guys- used to be that these guys did not make enough money playing a professional sport where they had to work in the off season. Yeah. And you can't question a Stan Mikita. No. Yeah, but here's you know, the question. He, he was a tough dude, too. This, this is outside the veteran management days within the season. The, the whole thing was Zach Levine popping up on day one of the regular season down in Miami. And during the day, I'm reading that he's not playing. 
And he's trying, I, I want to play cards with Zach Levine because he didn't sell. I mean, he was trying to say there were no, there was no setback and wasn't because the knee was barking. It was about, about managing again, right? To, back to this whole thing. Of, and this well, is where this all stemmed from, for me. Right, exactly. So yeah. we'll, we'll talk about that after yeah. break. But I mean, I'm reading this. I'm like, you're not missing the opening game of the regular season just to manage the knee that supposedly had no issues, right? We were, you got and the after, match money. And after all off season. Yeah. I mean, the Bulls never said it was an issue during the offseason. They gave him the max money, $215 million for five years. Uh, he, we knew Alonzo Ball. We, oh, we didn't even know that he wasn't going to be ready to, to when the bell rang this week. But now we don't even know when he's going to be ready or if he's going to be ready. Yep. I think if, if is, is part of the question, too. But this whole Zach Levine, when he was telling the guys at the shoot-around, oh, no, no, I didn't have any setback. No, this this was the plan all along. And now he's missed the first two games. And by the way, Billy Donovan said, oh, yeah, yeah, he had a setback. We, we went hard for three days, and, and he started feeling discomfort. Because I, I wasn't buying for a second what he was trying to sell, that that was the plan all along, not to be in the lineup in Miami for game one of the season. Didn't I mean, like to see it, that at all. And, and we definitely have uh, a fair amount of audio that we can play uh, from Donovan, uh, do we have some? Uh, yeah, it looks like it's all Billy Donovan, and we'll hit that when we come back. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. When I, I obviously I knew what was happening with Zach, and when I heard the McHale thing, it's like now I don't know what Kevin McHale was responding to directly, but to me, I made the connection between the two situations. Yeah, I um, I know that Zach has been doing some logging. Uh, and coal right. mining, in yeah, the coal off-season. mining and logging, yes, and yeah. and that'll yeah. put a strain on your knee. Certainly, yeah. we'll yeah. talk about the impact of yeah. uh, Zach Levine and if he's going to be back for tonight's game. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. This is ESPN one thousand. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Twitter at ESPN one thousand. This is Sander and Hanley on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. He should play tomorrow. I think it was. You know, after um, the last game against Miami, sitting down and talking and looking at the schedule, um, felt like it was good to give him another another game here, um, and, and then he'll be available uh, tomorrow against you know Cleveland. Provide everything else goes well, which it should. He worked out yesterday, um, and and he'll get some work in, um, you know, tomorrow as well. So weird, so weird. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. That is Billy Donovan talking about Zach Levine's status for tonight against the Cavs. Could have used him last night, Brian. Uh, thank, thankfully, there's a man named Demar Derozan. Yeah, yeah, that guy. That guy who uh, we I, didn't even know would work out for last year. No, and he did work out pretty well. And then game one, when was it? Thirty-eight points. Thirty-seven points. Twenty-eight in the second half. Um, apparently he's going to have to keep the Superman cape, uh, you know, out of dry cleaning. And he, he would just love to get some help. Some, and look, please. He had the three that rimmed out at the end of that yep. game last night, but mm-hmm. he tried. Yep. Not, uh, the Zach and Levine they know, thing. Everybody knows they're going to him too. Of course, of right. course. I mean, it, look, what was the streak pony last, right now? The 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 streak last year um was eight or ten consecutive games where he scored between 35 and 40 points or more than 35 points and we were like okay that that's wonderful and and a lot of people in the offseason said he can't possibly do that again but boy i mean according to his workout routine which 
you know, you give credit to Patrick Williams. He, during the offseason, he went out to California to work out with DeMar DeRozan, and he was exhausted just watching the guy get up at 3 or 4 in the morning to go work out every day. Um, but apparently that that's as far as the Patrick Williams impression went because he's been awful so far. Um, it needs to be a hell of a lot better if he's going to be anything for the Bulls. But DeMar DeRozan, I, if, you, if you have to expect these 35, 40-point 40, 40 games from him every night, you know, good luck. I, I don't know where this team ends up in the postseason picture, but God bless De- DeMar DeRozan. He, yeah. he gives you everything and then some. And- well, and that's why we need Zach. And, and, after, and after, you know, heading into the offseason, we didn't know. We talked about it right here. We didn't know what the knee was, you know, how serious it was. It didn't seem that serious. But then again, we're just going by what we're being told. And then they give him the max money, which was the big question. And then he doesn't start the season? Well, I mean, the fact that they gave gave him the max money should have told us that their doctors signed off. And look, it's a knee. I get it, it can have a flare-up. Mm-hmm. I didn't know it was going to flare up before the first jump ball. Yeah, so, so why are you working him out so hard, you know, to prevent him from beginning the season? Did he need that? Was that, was I, that appropriate? I, you know, I, if, if that was the issue, as we're being told. I, I, I've never been the biggest Zach Levine fan. Okay, I, I just I, he's a good player. He's a very good player. Well, I, I didn't I think, think he, he, he we should do the max money thing with him. No, but here's the thing: it's available. The and, money's there, right? And who else? Are no we one's coming do? through your yeah. yeah. No one else is eligible for uh, it. No one's no free agents coming through your doors who who commands you know a, a Kevin Durant sized contract mm-hmm. or whatever. Right. Uh, so I get it. In some respects, I think Zach Levine has been very fortunate in his career, which is saying something because everyone's like, well, he had crap around him in Minnesota, and then he came here and he didn't have much around him here, and. Everyone's like, wait till he gets two or three stars around him because then you're going to see uh, Zach Levine lead the Bulls to the promised land. Well, right now, my money's on DeMar DeRozan's going to lead him to the promised land. He's the leader of the team for sure. And that was out of nowhere. That was unexpected. That was a big question mark. And and people in the offseason are saying that he can't possibly put another season like that together. And I think my money would say he is going to. But, you know, Zach, even though he had nothing around in Minnesota and to start here he didn't have anything, and people were always saying, well, on a, on a championship team, he's going to be a one or a two. And I'm like, well, maybe a three. I don't know. But he, the circumstance hasn't been winning circumstance for him, but he doesn't get max money anywhere else. That's all I'm saying. I mean, that, that You're right. he was in the, he's You're in right. the right place at the right time with the right situation to that when that contract came up because – on a really good team, a, a consistent playoff team, contending team, no one's no one's tripping over themselves to give them that kind of money. And I know the NBA money is stupid money, right? But and and that's yeah. my point. If all things were equal, and and we had other options, we're not doing that. But no. it is right place, right time. And here's Billy Don- Donovan talking about what Zach did in practice to precipitate this whole we're not going to play him for the first two games of the season. Obviously yesterday was a very, very light day, but I mean he had player development guys out there guarding him. He was coming off screens. He was ball handling, using pick and rolls. I mean he was doing normal things. It was no, um, he needed a crisp workout and he was able to do that but I think monitoring him on these back-to-backs is something we're going to you know, discuss as we talked about. It's, it's hard just to go in and say okay, you know, here's the schedule. 
and here are the games that you know we're going to rest him or manage him when he's feeling great. You know, if he's feeling great, he wants he, he's obviously going to want to play. All right, I misread that. That was about him. Obviously, uh, how they're going to manage him. But again, we thought he was going to be ready. Yeah, and it was the no, off season's a long off season. Why? What is actually happening? We're not getting all the details. The dots well, are not I mean, connected. Yeah, when, when Zach said there was nothing that led to a, a flare up in the knee, and he was trying to sell that, and again, I'll play poker with him anytime because I wasn't buying what he was selling Wednesday morning. When I'm reading this stuff, I'm like, "There's no way the plan was to miss the open," and we're just hearing about it after the shoot around. And then Billy Donovan, to his credit, came out and said, "No, no, we went hard five on five for like three out of four days, consecutive days, or two out of three, whatever it was." And he did feel something there, and so that the doctor said, "Back off." And and that 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 was it would have been the only reason they wouldn't be in the lineup for opening night is that the knee was barking. And and but he was trying to make it look like this was some grand plan that he laid out. And Billy Donovan said yesterday, he goes, I can't, I think they have three back-to-back games between now and November 7th. So they're coming up rather consistently here. And he said, I can't tell you, Donovan said, I can't tell you which games he's going to miss, but he's telling you he's going to miss games. Okay. I mean, so back to the Kevin McHale. Now, usually it's veteran days off, so you don't get injuries. Mm-hmm. But Zach was trying to say there there isn't an injury here when there obviously is. And Billy Donovan, to his credit, said no, no. He the, the reason he's not pretending that there is nothing happened here. Something did happen, and unfortunately, I didn't know that the the you know three three strenuous practices were going to make uh, the knee an issue again. And here you go. I mean, you already have Lonzo Ball with the knee, and now you got Zach with uh, an issue to start the season. It's an epidemic. Well, you need, I mean, you need all hands on deck and then some, right? Thank God Vucevic has looked pretty good the first couple games. And not Um, the three-point attempts. Every one I saw him take, and I didn't watch the whole game. But he was going to the rim. He was drawing fouls. Mm -hmm. I mean, the fact that they had 33 free throws yesterday. And that's what he should be doing. And last year. He's got to be doing all that. Yeah, he's got to be doing that more, right, man? Yeah. Um, and, and, and Patrick Williams is going. I mean, this guy's just a rumor right now, right? I mean, like right. everyone's always young. He's it's going to come. Oh, I, I don't How much see. Time I do mean, you give him? passive Pat. I mean, I don't see anything that he's doing that gives you any kind of encouragement that this is going to work out well in right. the end, and or even anytime soon. Uh, and it, it needs to be sooner than later. I don't care how old he is. It's you can't be putting up the numbers he's putting up, and and just being a complete non presence out on the floor. And, and try to sell me that this guy's still going to be something in this league. Yeah, and, and back to something I said, you know, pushing Zach in practice, you, you have to do that because you're getting ready for a season. And, and was it a question of Zach not being real upfront and honest with people on, on the training staff and Billy that uh, this knee issue cropped up when maybe Billy thought, it wasn't going to be an issue after the long off season. We don't know, but I'm. But as you mentioned, uh, we have to listen to Billy on this because Zach is, uh, you know, he's trying to play it off like it's nothing. Well, look, and and, and at some point, I'm sure he's going to feel the pressure. I just signed the max money contract, so he might. He doesn't want to sound like he had a, you know, he had to be opt out because of a knee issue. He wanted to make it sound like the team was telling him that this is how it's going to – no team in the world would tell your star, your max money guy, you're not playing in the first game of the season unless there was a reason he's not playing the first game of the season, and right. there's a reason. Yep.
312-332-3776. Up against break, we'll take your phone calls. Talk about the Bulls, what you expect for tonight, and how Zach is going to look. Apparently, allegedly, he is going to be in the game. And uh, we'll see how that uh, turns out. And is uh, DeMar the guy that's going to have to carry the, the team for the entire season on his back? We'll take your phone calls, and we're here until 1 p.m., followed by the Hockey Show with Pat Boyle and Barstool Chief. After that, White Sox Weekly here on ESPN 1000. Welcome back to Xander and Hanley on ESPN Chicago. Chicago's home for sports. I think what we tried to do uh, on the last play was try, they were trying to go after DeMar in terms of trap him, and he kind of come up and back screen for Iowa. There was a little bit of confusion, which gave him some separation, and then Vooch kind of gave it to him, and he had enough room. I, I didn't really get a great look because as Vooch was kind of rolling out, he was kind of in my line. I saw, obviously, the shot go up. I didn't see what kind of space he created for himself. But he may have felt like, listen, I don't have enough time to get where I want to get to. Yeah, I think there was maybe 7.4, um, and then Vooch got the inbound, and then it came to DeMar pretty quickly, so I'd say he probably got it maybe just under five, so I don't know if he had enough time necessarily to do that, but I thought, listen, he's going to generate something good and give us, you know, gave, gave us a chance. Xander and Hanley in for Peggy and Dion, brought to you by Sonus and Snoring, MD and Feldco Windows and Siding. That's your star of the team right there. DeMar DeRozan couldn't get it done, but he had the shot, just didn't fall, Brian. Uh, I mean, what may- happens if our star gets hurt? With this whole Zach Levine not being oh. able to play back-to-back games, well, look, I mean, Demar's our Demar's our star. What happens if, if he gets hurt? If, well, look, if, I mean, if something happens to him, you just there, there's no postseason for this. It's, it's very White Sox, isn't it? Yeah, it really. How this is. whole thing, and I saw that on Twitter when this whole thing was happening. When it was like, wait, uh, Zach is not playing, and and then you know, uh, as as you pointed out, Zach said one thing, Billy Donovan said another. People made the connection to White Sox. And then there is a connection because there's a Reinsdorf involved in each well, I, team. I, I, I actually thought, I'm like, do the Bulls have a do not run list too? <laughs> right. It's just, you can't go out there in the open. It's a new because... company policy. <laughs> the do and are. Uh, I, you know, it's just. If we get a DNT here, do not talk at ESPN 1000, we're in trouble. Well, some people might have enjoyed that. Um, <laughs> I, I, you know, was, was Billy just. Telling us though that you said it, everyone knew Demar Rosen was going to take that shot, uh-huh. and Demar knew it because I don't think he has trust in anybody else. He's like, even if I don't he have, he looked the space, around and said, "I got to do this. I'll right. do he it." Said, even if I don't have the space to do it, I'm going to have and, to do it. Vo- you know, did Vooch not want to take it because he had no confidence he would make it, and so he's like, "Here, you t- here." Well, take who it, would you, who would you rather take that shot? Right. I mean, you know, if I'm if I'm Vooch and I'm pro, I want the ball in my hands no matter if DeMar's out there or not. But it's almost like, here, you, ooh, ooh, you, I, you, <laughs> you have, have the potato. You have this. Yeah. You get it. And so DeMar's like, of course, I got to take it. And, and you know, you heard Billy said he was kind of screened on the play from Vooch. So he really didn't get to see how much space or he did or didn't. He thought have, he might have had a little more time to get to the spot on the floor he wanted. I saw it, and it looked like he took the shot when he thought he needed to take the shot. It just didn't yeah, fall. Absolutely. But I mean, it's all him. Like... It's all him, and that is not going to work for any type of successful season this year. No, and we don't want no. know what we have in our Max guy. We'll just call well, him Max instead of Zach I, Levine. Max Levine. I, I, I See, I think I do know what you have in, in Max Levine. Um, I, I, the, he is... You can't tell me there's another level for him to attain. This is the guy. This is who he is. 
and he's going to get max. He's getting max money for it. I don't. I mean that. And you can. I know, live and with that's him. so hard. That's so hard to deal with because we keep looking for the next gear. Yeah, and I don't him. think there is one there. And so you you're going to have to find out to go out and and surround him with even better talent. And the fact that I'll go back to Patrick Williams. When you spend a, a draft asset like that on a kid, now it's year three, right? Not only can mm-hmm. he score, and he does have any intention of being around the rim, he just likes to watch. Yeah, he's Peter Sellers. I like to watch. Um, <laughs> dated movie reference. Yeah, Kyle that, Kuzma, yeah that's, that is dated. Yeah. yeah, well, it was a great movie. Yeah. Um, Kyle Kuzma had 26 points, and he actually fell down when Kuzma was going around him at one point. And he's, you know, he's getting two or three points a game. I mean, it's so the defense is bad and the offense is worse. <laughs> it's like... When does that change, or how does it change? I, I, two rebounds, you know, I, I, that's not that's not nearly good enough. You know, you know, the, another White Sox comparable uh, or mm-hmm. comparative. Remember before in the twenty twenty one season, before the All Star break, it was like, wow, we've got a team. Remember the Bulls early last year? Yeah. Wow, we've got a team. Don't look too close. And look, I mean, injuries. Would, I, I look. If uh, Lonzo Ball was part of this, well, it, that it would make a, a huge better. difference. Yes. I mean, and God bless you know that. Uh, do we you know, know when Kobe, he? Do we have any speculation on when no. we might see him again? I didn't think so. No, and I mean, it's not only when; it's if. Yeah, if right. He didn't. I mean, he didn't tell you that this is going to be better in one month, two months, three months, or at all. And I, there, there's. I mean. It's if is as much as when. I mean, you, you better hope it's when. But if you're waiting for him to be the cavalry coming here, you might be waiting a long time. Yeah, that's the problem, right? I mean, we're waiting like, on Zach, and he's not necessarily the cavalry. It's definitely after January, right? Like, and that's like that's the a, earliest. I feel like yeah, that uh, it seems like a lifetime. Right? Yeah. yeah, it's so not that the, long, but it seems like a lifetime. So the fact that the the Bulls were one of, if not the feel-good story last year, going into January and sitting atop the conference, and no one saw that coming, and they're a likable team and an entertaining team. Well, with with Lonzo out and and Zach maybe in and out, and Patrick Williams, MIA, and hopefully Vooch is going to give you a better season. I mean, the the fact that they bet on consistency and, and had... They they just doubled down that everyone was going to be better and healthier, and here we go, and we'll be a better team. And one week just into like this the thing, White Sox. Yep, you're right. That's it. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, I hate to say I, that, it, but that's there's it. so many ways to compare the two. We're going to cancel Bulls Fest. Is there a Bulls Fest? <laughs> no Bulls Fest again this year. Wait, yeah, that's it. A for a number of reasons. Yeah, we, for we, a number yeah. of which will not be specific. No, three, just one, check two, back three, next year for us. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. I know it's early. It's only game three today. But what do you make of the Bulls? What you know? What uh, is, is this going to be an issue? It seems like it's going to be an issue. Uh, look, Vooch can catch fire, and uh, maybe Zach, when he does play, can really, really um, make a contribution to where when he's not playing. And, and, and hopefully those games get less and less as he gets better. I mean, I don't know what we're looking at here. I don't think they do well, we're either. one and one. Well, there's that. And, and you would have guessed it would have been flipped. If you're going to win one of the two games, it would have been against Washington, not, against the, not at Miami, right? That so, was weird. That was weird, yeah. but we'll take what we can get. 312-332-3776. Uh, Io, 
Um, I didn't see game one. I saw him yesterday. Uh, you know, that's always a good story. Uh, I know he's going to get more time now with Lonzo out. Um, I, I'm hoping that he's going to step up. He had some real bright spots last year. Hey, I mean, for uh, Kobe White is, again, small sample size start of the season, but at least he's putting up some numbers, right? I mean, that he's, he's plus 17 through two games. He had a couple three-pointers, and for a team that shot 26 po- uh, 26% from three-point range last night, uh, you'll take whatever you can get. Yes. Uh, maybe, maybe he should have been taking that last shot. Um, but I, 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 I defer to DeMar in any situation because that man is just – I mean, it's remarkable to see what he's doing and to see to see how he leads because of how he prepares himself. I mean, it's not just it's not just great talent, which he certainly has, but he he doesn't take anything for granted. He works his rear end off right. to be that guy. And and maybe maybe we don't know what we don't know. Demar knows that he can carry this team on his back. It's not always going to work like last night. He couldn't bury the three. But maybe he knows he's capable of doing that at his age, and we're all just doubting him. Well, and, hey, look, he carried him for stretches through the second half of the season when they were limping into the playoffs, but it wasn't because he wasn't putting up 35, 40 points on a pretty much uh, on the regular, right? It was almost mm-hmm. every single night for a stretch there. Yep. Yeah, I, look, we're going to need all hands on deck. We just don't know how many set of hands we have. And or knees. Ball, or, or knees, right, and all knees on deck, sure. Um, you know what, but Zach is set to play tonight. It'll be interesting to see what we see from him, and hopefully you know, we'll see how his time is managed. He'll drive Kevin you, McHale nuts. Do you think the attention. league would, you know, would let uh, Zach have one of those little knee scooters? Where, you know, <laughs> just with I that? think that's a different type of basketball league. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I don't know how I get the shot up after that, but, um, you know, bare friend Bob said he had to get one for his wife, but she's uh, recovering from mm-hmm. I suppose injury, but... if you bungee tie your leg to that scooter and you just push off with your right or left foot, you've got your hands free. That sounds but like then a you Benny... have to steer. I don't, I don't know. That sounds like a Benny the Bull halftime. It, it, it is. And maybe Zach will have more time to work on that with Benny. Yeah, for well, the halftime. You know, if he's hey, not going to play it. during the game, you have to use him. Somehow, we're paying him a lot of money. If Benny does the the you know thirty pound bag of popcorn trick again tonight, that kills every time. Where he goes up in the stands and he's trying to get to his seat, and he's waving the big bag of popcorn over everybody, and that, I mean time. that's entertainment. That's yeah. entertainment right there, Mister Zander. It, it it is it is. So if the game isn't uh, what you had hoped for, just keep your eye on Benny. Hopefully that'll make up for it. We've got a Twitter poll to wrap up. We're getting out of here at 1. Following us, the hockey show here on ESPN 1000 with Pat Boyle and Barstool Chief. Is Eric Dazay on the show? Uh, I, I don't think so. Yeah, Jake uh, is Jake is wincing, going, nah, I don't think so. I'll text PB and ask him if he's okay. got Dazer on. Yeah, we should get Dazer on. We should get Dazer on our show. I like Dazer. Maybe he can recount how I could not get to him in time. <laughs> I just want to hear him say Xander. Xander, Xander. Oh, he's screaming it. And and my family's there, and, and, <laughs> and my father-in-law is laughing because he's like, <laughs> I cannot believe I heard Eric Daze <laughs> calling yeah, you, trying to dish you a pass to so Barry, and you outside. couldn't get there within yeah. five minutes. Yeah. Xander, try to keep up. Xander. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, pal. All right, uh, we'll be right back to uh, wrap up those Twitter polls we have and uh, set you up. For, uh, well, we've got to wait a couple days for the Bears. We'll be on tomorrow. We'll do more Bears talk for sure here on ESPN 1000. Follow 
Chicago's home for sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is Xander and Hanley on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. Your guy, the boss. Opening up our final segment here, Mr. Hanley. It's Xander and Hanley. We're back tomorrow, 9 a.m. till noon. A lot of Bears talk tomorrow, but we do have a Twitter poll up at ESPN 1000 on Twitter. So how many trades will the Bears make before November 1st deadline? Now let's go over the names that have been rumored, right, Brian? We've got mm-hmm. uh, you've got uh, Robert Quinn, probably the, uh, I don't know if I would say the biggest name, but the one that there is definitely like, rumors, most likely. Most likely yeah. 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 Uh, I mean, the reports are that they've been talking to teams about him. There's no guaranteed money left on his contract after this year. Yep. Um, he's obviously a veteran guy who, as an edge rusher, it could if, if he's rejuvenated by a move, he said he's happy here. But we'll see. You know, it's 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 depends which year. Last year he Robert, had a hell of a year. Eighteen and a half sacks. Year before, not so much. Awful. So if he's uh, every on off year, well, whoever grabs them will have a great player next year. Yep, maybe. Uh, Eddie Jackson. I thought that was a bit of a surprise, but then again. You know, you, you do have some veterans that uh, it'd be great to be able to keep them, but I think they're worth more in solid draft picks. Yeah. Coming back, and you've got uh, Roquan Smith. What do you do with him? And, and really, Ryan Poles didn't want to pay him, so right immediately, just and, and he was none too happy about it. Uh, Roquan right. wasn't. Um, do you just let him walk at the end of this year, not use the franchise tag? I can't imagine they use the franchise tag. Um, and get a compensatory pick, or if someone gives you enough an offer in this final week here. They have to take you, those phone calls. Them. They have to take those phone calls, yeah. right? Because David Mo- David Montgomery, because you know Khalil Herbert's now. Uh, a, I've a liked guy. Herbert. Right? I, you know what? We first see him two years ago. A couple seasons he's been around. Yeah, yeah. I, I liked him right away. Uh, but Montgomery's been solid too. But uh, Herbert's the hot hand right now. So do we uh, listen? To, that's probably for me. I'm thinking that's the least likely move that they'll make. The other three are more obvious. But so how many moves? Really how many moves? How would you answer the text question? Zero, one, two, or three or more? Uh, you know, I would like to see three or more because I think that's where we're at. But I think two, two would be I, it. I uh, voted three or more as well. Jay can too. How did uh, Bears Nation vote? I would say three or more as well. But uh, Bears fans think zero at fifty-three point seven percent. What? You can't. I mean, I mean, no, I, you, know, you can't. No. And, they, and if that's the case with whoever voted on that poll, uh, I, I don't understand what they're looking at. If, if Ryan polls voted zero, I'm, I've got real issues. I mean, I look, I know the NFL doesn't have a lot of trade activity around the deadline. It's not like baseball or anything else. But we saw Christian McCaffrey trade it. Uh, a day ago, and he's already uh, arrived in San Francisco and, and going to be uh, doing something for the 49ers in the red zone package, apparently. Um, but you can't, if this is all about the rebuild, and uh, I mean, I'm taking what I can get for pretty much any of these guys because when you look at this roster, Mark, how many, how many players on this roster currently will be on this roster when they're ready to contend for something? Uh, probably not many. Not many at all. Nope. I mean, one of them better be Justin Fields, but we don't even know about hey, that. Hey, this is a lost year for a winning Bears team. Not going to happen. And uh, I, I think it was Bob from Northbrook that uh, had it very well put together. They weren't built to win this year. It is a dead year. Ryan Poles has a lot of work to do. He's already started. He's 
he's made the team a lot younger, but in this process, they are going to see who sticks and who doesn't, but they can't be afraid of making changes on the field with the offensive line, and they cannot be afraid to make these big changes off the field with trade. What were the percentages, trade. Jake, on the um, on the zero, one, two, or three or more trades? Yeah, so at one was the the next at twenty eight point seven percent, and then two was at thirteen point four. Three or more was three or more was four percent. Four. We're just dumb guys, Mark. We're the percenters. <laughs> hey, I'm right so, in the middle. I'm trying to stay booth, safe. Not on, yeah. out there. Yeah. Well, look, it, it seems apparent to me, as I as I said, I guess too, just be conservative. But we should be making three or more. Why not? Absolutely. Why not? I'm not. I, look, I. It, it's all of where your expectations are. I'm not expecting the Bears to have a winning season. I'm not expecting the Bears to be in the playoffs. I'd rather see slowly developed Bears team with the emphasis on Justin Fields, but hey. our defense and all the other things and. And having these players right now obviously isn't getting it. So we, hey, if why you not could get, get something, if you could get something for a Jake's guy, Cole Komet, I get, you know, I don't know what you, what teams would base look at any film and they'd be go, well, who's he? I don't see him yeah. on the film. I don't claim I don't, that anymore. No, no, yeah, oh, I don't you, see. You, who's caught, Cole Komet? What do you do for a living? Dropped on my know. fantasy team. Oh, okay. Yeah, all right. See? All right. Yeah. see now, now that Jake has dropped him, I think we should get rid of him. Well, I mean, but you wouldn't get anything more because no, no, no. Throw, you know twice a game, and that's boy, he's exhausted after two yeah. targets. All right, yeah. we're out of here. Uh, thank you for listening. The Hockey Show with Pat Boyle and Barstool Chief is next. We're back tomorrow from 9 to noon. Brian Hanley and Mark Xander here on ESPN 1000. Enjoy your day.